everybody. This is Tanaya Robles. Welcome, welcome. I am a credit repair specialist, credit repair expert, whatever you want to call me. I am the owner of FixMyCreditNow850.com. I'm also the host of this podcast, Coast to Coast Credit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So as you can see, this is another story time of mine, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm sharing more stories for a reason. I told y'all, if you guys are following me, why I'm doing this. But one of the main reasons is to get you guys to understand that basically if I can do this stuff that I'm talking about, you can too. <laughs> this is basically a bit of my testimony. I'll have other people share their stories as well. Um, but this this episode is in particular to those that may doubt themselves when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur. So as I mentioned in my prior videos where I'm encouraging you guys to fix your credit so you can hop over on over to the business credit side, get some business started company, so on and so forth. I am aware that many people are scared to start a business. They're scared to lose their job. They have some insecurities about themselves. They don't feel that they have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Like there's a lot of negatives that deter people from becoming an entrepreneur. And I just want to kind of give you my backstory. Um, my company, FixMyCreditNow850.com, is not my first company. <laughs> this is like company number, uh, I want to say like five maybe four or five. Uh, I lost count, to be honest with you. But uh, I wanted to basically share my journey and hopefully it would be encouraging. And one of the main points uh, with this story is most cases when I start businesses and a lot of things that I do, I'm doing it by myself on my own with little to no support. And when I started my first business ever, and this is what we're going to talk about, when I first started my first business, it was actually because someone doubted me and said that they didn't believe I could do it. <laughs> so I'm just like a big weirdo. I'm like, oh, I can't do it, but I'm definitely going to do it. I'm just one of those people. I'm one of those people. So hopefully this story will inspire you guys that are considerate, considering being an entrepreneur who thought about it, but try to take all the negatives and let and listen to your own negatives. So just check it out and hopefully it is inspiring. So let me just get right into it. So way, way, way back in the day, <laughs> way back in the day, um, how old was I? I think I was in my early thirties. I was working a regular nine to five, still really ignorant to what I was doing in life. Like I didn't really care. I had a daughter, I had a young daughter. I was a good mom. I knew to get up, go to work, things like that, make money. And I did good with that. I was just horrible at spending and managing money. Um, so I went through a lot of, a whole lot of financial issues back then. Um, I got evicted back then. I wasn't paying utility bills still. I mean, it was just, uh, I was a hot mess, but I always knew to use my brain, you know, just use your brain be smart about things, learn from your mistakes, so on and so forth. So this is back when I was living in Philly. I think at the time I was living in West Philly. I want to say Winfield. If you're from Philly, you know where Winfield is at. It's a special part, uh, a certain part in West Philly. And I, I was dating my kid's father at the time, right? So 
<laughs> Don't judge me, but this story might get mad. Ratchet, just yo, just rock out with me. It was like a ratchet time of my life, okay? But hopefully you can see through all of the ratchetness, some sheds of uh, intelligence somewhere, right? But anywho, so real talk, uh, he was younger than me and he was a rapper. Yeah, I told you it's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be a little ratchet, but yeah, he was a rapper. And I say that in, a, in quotations because in his world, I think even to this day, uh, he just thinks he's the next Jay-Z. Uh, it's weird. But anyway, at the time I was like, all right, you're a rapper. Like I never judge anybody. Um, I'll always encourage everybody just like I did him. I always encourage him like, all right, do your thing, you know, MC such and such, do your thing. But, you know, when your life is, I'm going to rap over getting a real job, that should show some sort of level of concern, especially the older that we get. And then it's like, and I'm encouraging it and I'm a grown woman with a kid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Right. But I didn't care. I was really supportive. Like, you know, I didn't need to go to the studio with him or whatever. It was just too ratchet. You know what I'm saying? But I was encouraging. So I noticed that, you know, was I personally a fan of his music? Nah, you know what I mean? And I'm a hip-hop head, straight up and down. I'm a hip-hop head. He just wasn't good as far as I was concerned. I mean, he had to drive. He knew a few people. Uh, he was from South Philly. I don't know much about South Philly because I'm not from there. And it seemed like every time I was down there and he was down there, people knew him. So I'm like, you should have some sort of following. Like that's how I was thinking in my head. Like you should have some sort of following. So what I would do is I would talk to him or he would confide in me about being a rapper. And then he was coming to me like for advice here and there. I don't know why he was coming to me <laughs> for advice because back then I would question anybody that came to me for any type of financial advice because I was already fi financially messed up. I was never straight. But I guess he looked at me like, you know, she has her wits about herself. So okay, let me ask her some information and see, get her opinion. So as time went on, I was just starting to point out like facts about how he was moving in the industry, I guess, or locally, um, neighborhoodly, <laughs> in the blockly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and and I just felt like as much time and effort that he was putting in he should have seen some sort of return unless he was just doing this as a hobby for fun. In his brain, he was not doing this as a hobby for fun. He was the next Jay-Z and, you know, everybody was sleeping on him. You know how like hood rappers think like, yeah, you know, I'm blow up. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. So I made some suggestions and he took heed to it to a certain extent. Like he was one of those people where if you say something and they agree with you, cool. But if they don't agree with you, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's what was going on. So I went up to him one time and I was like, listen, listen, I could take your career to a whole other level. <laughs> I can take your career. Okay. Your so-called block to block, hood to hood, house to house in South Philly career a little farther. I mean, we could stretch it to North Philly. All right. We could go from South Philly to West Philly. Yo. All right. Real talk. We could take it to King of Prussia, my nigga, but 
let me take you where you need to go because you're not really accomplishing anything, right? So in my head, the wheels are turning already. I'm excited. I have plans. And again, if you know me, like, you know, I think dumb fast. So I can think of a plan A through Z in milliseconds. And that's what I had. Like I, I hyped myself up with the conversation. So dude was like, all right, let me hear some of your ideas first. Like, this is my career. I'm taking it mad seriously. Like, I can't just take random advice for uh, for my girlfriend who works a regular nine to five and never been in the in the hip hop game. And how I look at any business is sales. It's just it's just sales, right? It's customer service, marketing, and sales, regardless of what it is, right? So. I said, okay, cool. Like, I understand. I'm going to respect your little career and I'm going to give you a few ideas that I have for you. So I laid out like a plan. And at the time, my mother was alive. She was a, a art and entertainment attorney in Philadelphia. And again, if you knew anything about Philly back then, there were no black female entertainment attorneys in the city of Philadelphia, except my mother. And so I knew I had that connection. My father was. Uh, he was, he got his law degree. I don't know if he had it at that particular moment, but he wasn't an attorney, but he did get his law degree. So I'm like, I have the legal backing. I'm going to be able to just create this business, get this guy some, you know, airtime on the radio. Maybe like I had everything structured. I had the legal backup. I, I had this great idea. And one of the things about me is when I set my mind to something is going to happen, like period. If I say it, I'm going to do it, it's going to happen. Regardless, if I don't care if it takes a lifetime, I'm going to make it happen, right? So I believe in me. And I'm one of those people that believes in myself when nobody else believes in me. And I know I can make things happen. So what's up? What's good? So I, I laid out the plan. And dude was like, I thought the plan was brilliant, by the way. I thought it was, it was amazing. <laughs> but whatever. So he was like, yeah, yeah, but uh, that, all that sounds good, but you don't know how to run a business. Okay. And that's true. I didn't know how to run a business, but I could learn how to run a business and I could take somebody from the bottom that nobody knows. You don't have an album. You're in the studio every day, all day, tip tapping on the whatever, to make a beat here and there, you're rapping in a, a closet, literally. <laughs> and like y'all, y'all are broke as no name as rappers. Like, so whatever help you could get is a step up. Right. And if you got a chick like me, that's going to hold it down, support you and push your career, your so-called block to block house to house career, then that's a come up. Like you need to get the help, the free help where you can. He knew what my parents were capable of. My mom had connections in the entertainment business, which I didn't choose to share with him, right? So, I mean, I was ready to go. But the problem was he doubted me. He kept, and I understand, but I just didn't understand from the level he was at. He was not even ground level. He was below ground level. He was underground. He was underground level. You understand what I'm saying? So, anything would have been a step up in the fact that he was doubting me. I was like, okay. And I said, are you sure? Like, I'm telling you, I could do things with your little rap career, son. And he was like, yeah, no, nah, let me think about it. Uh, uh, ooh. And, the, and the most insulting thing is 
he went to think about it. I gave him that. You know what I mean? I gave him that. But his version of thinking about it was to call my mother behind my back and ask her her opinion on what he should do, if he should trust me or not. Now, mind you, my mother and I never had a really good mother-daughter relationship like that. But one thing for certain is she didn't care for him too much, but she was the type of person I was always going to be honest. Um, and if you said something to her, if she felt it was beneficial to me, she would tell me. And in this situation, she, she did that. So she heard him out. And this is the only way I knew about this conversation because she never, he never told me. And she heard him out. She gave her opinion and she called me and was like, I told him that, you know, based on how Tamaya functions and how she thinks, why not? Yes. I mean, well, I don't see a problem with it. Right. So I talked to him about it. Long story short, he said, nah, he was like, I thought about it. I heard what your mom said, but you know what? You don't know anybody out here. You're from Philly, but you don't really know people. You don't have any connections. Yada, yada, yada. Right. So I was like, bet. Is, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, cool. Any time somebody has no faith in me, it does something to my soul. Like I gotta just, it's not even showing them. It's literally like, I just have to do it just to show myself in the universe and put my mark here in this world that somebody told me I couldn't do something and I could. So boom, it's done. And I'm going to be good at it. And I'm gonna make a profit on it. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just do it, just do it. Like, this is going to be a functioning type of situation. All right. So I was cool. I didn't tell dude nothing. I didn't tell him a damn thing. I just said, cool, moved on, act like nothing was happening. What I did was I started my own company and not just any company. I started an entertainment company. <laughs> And right, I didn't know anything about running a business. I never thought about running a business before. This is like before everybody was on the internet, had their own computers. Like I think I did have a computer. I think I had dial up back then. Yeah, yeah, I'm showing my age, right? So, you know, it takes like 40 minutes to even log on. I wasn't even looking at the internet like that. I was what? I don't know how. I was just going off a vibe and my energy. Asked people a few questions, things like that. Went to the library as as needed. I think I went to the library. Use the library computer. Yeah, I use the library computer. Other than that, pfft. you know what I mean. I'm hitting the books, educate myself, whatever. So I did what I needed to do. Made a legitimate company. It's called Diamond Entertainment Management. If you ever want to go check it out, I think it's still popping in the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> So I had a logo. I had my favorite colors. It was, it was popping. My logo was amazing. It was like a picture of a diamond and it was like outlined in purple. I made business cards. Like no one told me any of this, yo. Nobody told me nothing. Nathan, nothing. Ah, the zip zero zilch, like legit. Okay. So for anybody out there talking about, I don't know where to start. I I don't have support. I don't have any backing. That was me. The only fuel to this fire was that somebody told me that I couldn't do something. That's it. That's all. And from that, it turned into now Tamaya has a business with an EIN number. I didn't even know what the hell an EIN number was. Okay. 
Of course I know it now, but then psh, I didn't know. With business cards, like my business part cards were popping, okay? It was the gloss finish with the pop-up diamond on it. So when I, boom, it was a white background. I outlined diamond purple with the gold, uh, what is it? Gold scripted name and contact information. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> and I'm not good with matching and stuff like that, but I was just moved by my own spirit. Then my own energy because somebody told me I couldn't do something. You understand? And I didn't tell dude none of this. I didn't tell him I started a business. I didn't tell him I had business cards. I didn't tell him anything. I just kept playing my supportive girlfriend role. You got it, boo. Okay, you better get to the studio. Get him. You know what I'm saying? Hit that closet. You know what I mean? But other than that, I, I got a business. So then I'm like, next step, I got to get artists. So because this no name hood to hood, block to block, house to house, no name rapper, boyfriend of mine told me I couldn't do something. I'm looking for other rappers, right? All right, boom. So I'm finding rappers because let me tell you something about Philly. If you know anything about Philly, you could swing a dead cat and throw it and you're going to hit a rapper. Trust me, we all rap. Like, hell, I used to be a rapper back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I'll save that for another time. <laughs> another story time. But yeah, I used to be a rapper. My rap name was Ace Jenkins. People in Chester who know me know me. They call me Ace because that was my name, Okay. And then I made it into a rap name. I was part of a group for like five minutes because they kicked me out because they realized I couldn't rap. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying whatever. Another time, another time. I told you I, was, I had my ratchet days. Okay. But yeah, so I'm like, let me go find myself a rapper. Everybody in Philly is a rapper. It's not hard. Your grandma raps, your mother raps. I think my parents were rapping. They're mad bougie and they would like rap Tupac lyrics. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like children rap, kindergartners rap. Like it's not hard to find a rapper in Philly. All right, boom. So I found me a rapper in Philly. That's a whole other story, but I found me a rapper in Philly. So I'm like working on him. And I'm just like in my brain, I convinced myself I was already a successful entertainment manager. So I'm doing contracts. People, I didn't know anything about contracts, nothing. I'm just, I just knew my mom was a lawyer. And I think I asked her like, Hey, can you send me a contract? You know what I'm saying? I could use. So she sent me some basic stuff. She told me to fix it a little bit here and there. Boom. That was done. I'm, I'm, I got this dude under contract. You hear me? He was with me technically for 10 years. <laughs> my company wasn't even working for 10 years. I just, I just knew like in my brain, like this is rock nation. You know what I'm saying? The diamond entertainment version of rock nation. It's the rock. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, <laughs> I'm giving this dude a contract for 10 years that he signed. No problem. You know what I mean? Is that smart? No, it's not, but he, so boom, that's how I'm, that's how things are going. So this rapper is signed with me legitimately as a rapper of mine for 10 years. Now, in between time, I'm still searching for more artists because again, I'm a major, like I'm a major 
like entertainment entertainment manager in Philly in these streets. Mind you, nobody does know me. Nobody's heard of me. Nobody's heard of my company, but in my head, I've blown up. So I'm approaching people as if I'm, I got a whole squad with me. Like I got a whole operating system behind me. I don't know anything about the rap game and all like none of that stuff. Right. So boom, I get me another rapper. Okay. Then I forgot how I was advertising. I think I was doing like Craigslist. <laughs> I'm really showing my age, but I think I was doing like Craigslist. And then I was doing, this is back like towards the end of my space. And right when Facebook was popping, I started a, a Facebook group. Um, there's not a lot of members in there. Uh, but I forgot how I was getting people. But then this one person came up to me, um, and they were a rocker. They weren't a rapper. They're like, listen, I know you do hip hop and that's not my genre. I, I do, I do a rock. I'm a, I'm a rocket. Is that cool? I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Art is art. Now just a quick, quick, quick background. Like I went to the high school of creative and performing arts. You know what I mean? So like, if you don't know, that's the high school that boys and men went to, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, that's all I could think of at the time. It's a whole lot of people, but off the rip, Jasmine Sullivan and Boyce Simon. At that time, it was like we say Boyce Simon because I think I came in not that long, a couple years after they graduated. Like they were already famous when I was a freshman. So, yeah. So, I was hitting up some of my old classmates. And believe it or not, not everybody who goes to school for art finishes and, and has that as a career. So I, it's cool that I see some of my fellow classmates are still in the business, but um, most of us aren't like you just have regular jobs and shit. So I'm hitting them up, seeing if they want management, yada, yada. I take on the rocker and now I have two rappers. All right, boom. So let me start building a portfolio again. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like I'm just in my brain, like, yo, somebody told me, no, this is what it is. I'm going to make it look like they lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show the world I got this. So I had to get these pictures done. Mind you, I'm working off of very little money. Remember I told you I was not good with managing money. I've, I've been evicted. Lord knows how many times, like just, you know, whatever. I'm just dumb, stupid when it comes to my money. So at that time, so I'm paying for everything out of pocket. So even how my contract was written, I didn't like if they're like whatever the rapper made, like I would get a percentage, but and if they made money, like if they left me and went to a better management company and made money, I would get a percentage off of that. So I was basically looking at it as I'm finding new, these new artists and I'm setting them up to be passed over to like a rock nation or something. <laughs> That's how it was in my head. And when they get a deal with them, boom, I'm going to get up like my 15% or 20%, whatever was in the contract, right? So in the meantime, I was coming out of pocket with this. So I found like I was doing everything dumb, cheap, dumb, cheap. I was looking for a, like professional work damn near for free, okay? Kind of like some of these clients of mine that or soon to be clients of mine, they want me to do their fix their credit for free. And I'm like, what? Now I get it. <laughs> right now I get it. So I found a photographer, her and I are still cool on Facebook. This is so 
far in the past. But she was willing to do a photo shoot for me for, with the, one of my rappers for $100. This woman did an amazing, amazing job, right? Uh, absolutely amazing job. So I built a portfolio for this dude, okay? So uh, eventually the rapper didn't go anywhere with it. Like, I don't think he was as serious as he wanted to be. I tried I, I tried to get him in the studio. Oh, and I also had uh, a gospel singer, <laughs> gospel singer. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to laugh but yo like i'm just fucking flashing back yo so i had two rappers a gospel singer and a rocker and then the woman that took my my rapper's uh portfolio took his picture come to find out she needed management <laughs> So guess who became her manager? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Problem with that was she was so, so cheap. I mean, it didn't make sense. Like she would have to pay me like pennies, you know what I mean? But anyway, I digress. So speeding right along, um, as I'm doing this, the ex-boyfriend, well, he, I think it was my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever, he sees what I'm doing. Like he notices I'm on the phone more. I'm talking to people. People are calling me. I'm trying to set up gigs and photo shoots and yada, yada. I'm making things happen. You hear me? And he was like, yo, like, yo, you know, is this real? I'm like, yo, yo, check me. Google me, G. You know, and Google wasn't even the thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, just just check me out like look at the yellow pages bro i think i had a yellow pages hey yo that's how old this is so he checked me out so i was le legit like i said i wasn't giving up too much tape on myself you didn't believe in me right so i'm not gonna help you you know fuck that so he saw what i was doing and he asked me how many uh, artists i had and i told him about who i had or whatever and um then he asked me to manage him. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, um, I don't feel comfortable managing you. You didn't believe in me. So I'm going to go with people who believe in me. Plus, I don't really think you're that good of a rapper. And I don't think you'll make me much of a profit. <laughs> so dude was still trying. He was like, yo, you're my girlfriend. And I don't care if I was your I Siamese twin and we shared the same womb together. Nah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he was marketable. To this day, I don't think he's marketable. Um, it's just a lot of no's. I don't think he raps well, but he was a product. And, and when I did talk to him, and when I was trying to give him additional pointers as I was telling him no, one of the things that he said to me was, I'm looking at him as a product and not as a boyfriend and a rapper. And I, like... I disagreed with that. Like my thing was, all right, you are a product. And if you want to make money in this industry and you want to be known, I have to treat you to a certain degree like a product. And if that is a problem for you and you don't have thicker skin, then you're not going to make it with anybody, much less grand old diamond entertainment management. All right. So that's where he left off and he saw me helping other people. So then out of all my artists, the two that I did the most for is my rocker and 
my gospel singer. Okay. I am still Facebook friends with the gospel singer today. And he had a great voice. In my opinion, he did need some training. And I, what I did was I hooked him up with somebody that needed his services and would give him free training at the same time. You know what I mean? So it was like a win-win boom, put him under a contract for about 10 years that he signed. And then I had my rocker dude. So my rocker dude was, oh my God, it was amazing. He was so cool. I wish I remembered their name. They're like, they're not famous as far as commercially well-known. If I can find them, I'm actually at my computer. I'm going to try to see if I can find the name of their, I don't know the name, but they were known just in the rocker street. So a lot of the information that, and the skills that I eventually learned as a manager, I learned through managing them. And my one thing, if you know anything about the rock genre, the rock culture, you could rock out until the day you die. You could be 90 years old and be a famous rocker. So he was like a rock star and his group were known just throughout the years since he was like, I think 13. And when him and I connected, he was in his mid forties onto his second wife. And he had a group, like he had groupies everywhere he went, but he had this psychopathic groupie chick. Sis had to be like, you gotta think I'm in my early thirties. Sis had to be like 50, 55, just stalking this dude. But anywho, it was weird, whatever. But he taught me business. He taught me the business side of things. And I was honest with him. I was like, this is my first, my first um, business. I've never been a manager before. This is what I can do for you. And he was like, all right, well, let's work together. Find me some gigs and I'll show you how things are done out in these streets. And that's how I learned very quickly on how to be an art and entertainment. I'm sorry, how to be an a entertainment manager through this dude. And I took that skill and I, and, and the fact that I can sell anything, like that's one thing I know about me. I can sell anything to anybody. I can sell glasses to a blind man. I can sell, I don't know, like water to a fish. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's something about me and sales. I'm very convincing when it comes to sales. I'll tell y'all a story about that too. Like that shit was crazy. Like I used to do telemarketing. If anybody knows about that, that's a whole other story. But anyway, moving forward, I digress. Um, so it was a great, great, great partnership. Um, so what I learned there is <laughs> I learned that the music industry is a little shady. You know what I'm saying? It's scary. It is scary. It is scary as fuck. You know, you hear stories all the time or at least back then about what rappers go through. Nah, the rockers go through some shit too. It's just the industry. It's the nature of the beast. It's the fact that the music industry is very lucrative and you'll be very surprised at whose hands are in the music pot and things were going well. I was setting up gigs for him. His goal was to have gigs set up for the whole 12 months. He wanted to travel through him and him and his group to travel throughout the whole country during the 12 months. Uh, he had a wife, the wife was aware of the psycho, uh, groupie. Um, and 
my job was to keep them separated because rocker wife wanted to beat the crap out of rocker groupie. So I was doing a lot. I was, <laughs> and then I'm still working a regular nine to five. I still have a, ch a young child. I still got a boyfriend that I refused to help. Right. Because he didn't believe in me. You know what I mean, um, and as all this was happening, it was flowing. I was getting stronger and stronger as a manager. It was really cool. I was expanding. I didn't tap into um, advertising as much anymore because the rocker and the gospel artist took so much of my time um, that eventually I was trying to get him into, and this is the end of, <laughs> this is the end of Diamond Entertainment Man Management, the beginning of the end. I was trying to get him in Atlantic City. I was trying to get him in a casino and that circuit, uh, him and I talked about it and he said that was always his goal in his dream that they hit the casinos across countries. I'm like, that's nothing. Just a, do you know who I am? This is diamond entertainment management, son. I, I got you. you know what I mean, yeah, if anything, uh, you have to basically be a criminal. I mean, or just a huge superstar. You either have to know criminals or be a super superstar naturally in order to get into AC. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, boom. Okay. So let me explain something. The mob runs Atlantic city. It is, I know you're like, Oh, well it's the two thousands or whatever. And nah, I couldn't set this man up at all. I mean, and I was getting him gigs, but I really, if I could break into the casino circuit I'd still be in the business to this day. You can't get past a certain point without rubbing elbows directly, indirectly with the mob. And that was a problem. And that's why he couldn't do it for all those years. So he was like, yo, maybe you could do it. I'm <laughs> saying like, you know, you seem really ambitious lady. You got all the time in the world. I, I, yo, I, there's, there's, there's certain things I don't play with. I don't play with the alphabet boys. I don't break the law and I don't mess with the mob. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mess with the mob. Okay. Won't do it. Can't do it. So that was out. So then I was like, you know what? Boom. Let me see if I can get him into like Indian ran casinos. Cause like, why would the mob be affiliated with the native Americans? Guess who's affiliated with the native Americans? The mob. <laughs> so it's like, this wasn't working. This wasn't working. This wasn't working out. Boom. Cool. So I was like, all right, I'm too new to this. It's, it hasn't even been a whole year. Let me just make that a long-term goal. But the short-term goal is let me just flood him with a bunch of gigs, local gigs, gigs in Philly. Um, I was physically going out to clubs and setting up, um, you know, gigs for him because, you know, back then people weren't doing the internet like that. Uh, so it was best to go at night, you know what I mean, to these clubs. So mind you, I, if you see me on YouTube, I'm a black chick. You understand? If you ever see me full body, I'm a 5'10", big black chick. You know what I'm saying? Even then, 5'10", and I wore heels all the time. So I'm 5'10", wearing five-inch heels, okay? I'm I'm a big, tall girl, you know what I mean? But I'm going into these 
white clubs, like these white rocker, you know, white boy wasted clubs. <laughs> like I'm going, and I love the Irish culture. If you know me, you know how I feel about the Irish culture, you know. But the Philly Irish culture, it's another bag. Like if, if we already got attitudes as Philadelphians, you understand? Now you slap on a white drunk Irish Philadelphian, you know what I'm saying? And they're sloshed and they're like pissy drunk, standing on tables, drooling. Like, yo, that's what I was dealing with to get my like, to get my talent some gigs. Cause when he gets paid, I get paid. You understand? So I'm, I'm into the I'm in these clubs setting my boy up. My my gospel artist is straight. I got him on a tight schedule on some local stuff, so I ain't had to worry about him. My other rapper dude, I don't know. I think he just fell off. And then my main rapper dude, he to this day I, I don't know what he does. He's weird. Okay, so I'm dealing with my two people. So finally, I try to hit him up with a gig. I try to get him a gig, right? So I try to get him a gig, set it up. Everything's cool. And it was supposed to be time for payment. So the guy, the owner was like, bullshit me with the money. So I mind you, I'm doing all this over the phone. I set everything up on the phone. I think I did some things with email, blah, blah, blah. But I solidified the gig for him and his band. Um, they wanted a free meal. They wanted uh, to be paid the part, uh, some of the payments from the door, long story, and then back pay, whatever, whatever. Came time to pay these people. They didn't want to pay my, they didn't want to pay my guy. The guy, my artist didn't tell me because he was like, all right, I don't want to tell Tamaya, but I have to, cause I want my money. I'll wait until the next day. Next day rolls around. He calls me. He was like, yo, they don't want to pay me. Mind you again, this is just me. I started this business <laughs> in my head. I'm the next biggest management company, whatever. Right. But I didn't have a backup. It didn't dawn on me. Even when I had to avert dealing with the uh, <laughs> the mob, it didn't dawn on me to get some sort of support and backup as a female rolling by yourself at night in this industry didn't dawn on me. Okay. So the funny thing is I just found out I was pregnant. Like I just found out <laughs> I was pregnant. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go down and show my ass. Again, I'm from Philly. Like, we got problems. Let me let me handle it, right? So we, I'm telling my artist, don't worry. I got you. I'm going to come down tonight, and I'm going to let this dude know, like, yo, you got to pay my artist. Like, I'm a G by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I got a whole squad and a whole army behind me, yo. Like, that's how my brain works, and sometimes that's not a good thing, right? So he could feel my energy and my passion. And he was like, nope, Tamaya, don't do it to yourself. I was like, what do you mean? He said, I've been in this industry a long time and it's not unusual that they don't pay us. He said, this is the time when you need to find somebody big, somebody bald, and somebody that can beat the shit out of somebody and force you to get your money. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like why can't I just go ask for your money he was like because he's not going to give a shit he's going to want some problems and he, he's going to want that work he said this is one of them so you'll need this in this industry remember I was learning from my artist boom so I was like all right 
And so I found somebody. I'm still cool with this guy on Facebook. I don't know if he even remembers. I'm going to ask him if he remembers this. But I came to him, and it was my homegirl at the time. It was her baby's father. And he he was just an angry dude. Like, he was cool. If you were cool with him, he was cool with you, right? Like, to this day, we're cool. But he had this underlining rage. And he was one of those people, like, if you could think of a hair trigger gun, like, all you had to do is say something and he was just willing to beat the living life out of you. Right. Like, just like I never saw him fight, but I knew this about him. Right. So I asked him, he was like, what, six, four, like nice guy. You know what I'm saying? So when I reached out to him, I was like, listen, Hey, this is what I do now. Um, I'm in a situation and this, um, this club isn't paying my artists for the work that they did. I need you to, you know, kind of like threaten them, or if you could just mean mug them as I talk to them. And he was like, sure. I've been waiting to beat a motherfucker. I said, oh, maybe he's not good for the job. <laughs> I'm saying, maybe he's not good for the job, right? So I didn't, I didn't go that route, people. Just, you know, uh, I did resolve the issue. I don't remember how I resolved the issue. But the, at the end of the day, he would just he never went to work there again. And I didn't want him to do business there. And then I had to tell him, like, listen, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I, this ain't the life I want for me and my unborn child. So I got to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just ended it right there. Right there with everybody. Like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? I, I accomplished the goal that I was set out to do. Somebody told me I couldn't do something. Somebody did not believe in me. I did not have the means. I didn't, I'm hitting so many markers here, you guys. So if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or you're considering being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and you think you cannot because of some cockamamie bullshit that you've leaked into your brain, hear my story and look at that as words of encouragement. Okay. Like if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I'm saying I'm just one of those people where like, I feel if I see it and I believe it, then I can achieve it. I know that's cliche. I know that's a saying somewhere, but that's facts. Believe in yourself. Believe that you can do that. If somebody's telling you, you can't do it. You can do it. You can do it. People that tell you they can, you can't do it is because they can't do it. That's all it is. They don't have the balls to do it. You know what I mean? If you're trying to say you don't have a support system, I rarely had a support system. I'll talk about this another time of how I really wound up here in California. That was a, a, a support system that went straight to hell. You understand? So it's always been me by myself making it. Okay. If I stuck with it, if I gave the energy that I give this company that I have now, fix my credit now, e50.com. If I gave it the same energy, it would have been successful. It would have been amazing. You understand? I had ways of maneuvering through things. Like I teach my kids all the time, your brain is a powerful tool, okay? Just create things and let it come to fruition. But don't let any negativity stop you. Don't be like, oh my God, my job, I already have a job. I don't have time for this. When you're an entrepreneur, you make your own hours. You make your own hours. You understand? And eventually you can leave your job. But I'm going to wrap this up. I, I talked 
until I'm sure your ears have been burning and ready to, you're ready to hang it out. But thank you for listening to me. Again, I just hope this is inspiring and encouraging because I really need you guys to get your personal credit together. We don't know how long personal credit is going to be in effect. They're already starting the process of making it next to impossible to fix your credit and personal credit is just going to be obsolete. All right. I'm trying to get everybody over to the business side as soon as you can, as, as much as possible as get on over there, fix your personal, shoot over to the business. Don't look back. Okay. But you can do it. You will do it. And I support you 110%. In the meantime, I'm going to hang it up for now. Be sure to follow me on Facebook. I am on my main page, credit and first time home buyers plug. I have four other groups. Check me out. If you've, I'm very easy to find. Check me out on fa- on YouTube. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, download, donate, whatever. All right. But please be encouraged, people. Don't be discouraged. Fuck anybody that's not on your team. All right. It's either they're for you or against you. And do it. You can do it. All right. I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.